we have found uh, four things God created us to be. And I want to answer the question, who am I? Remember the statement that God created us as human beings, not human doings. And that we are human beings. God created us someone to be. And out of that being, knowing who you are, then you do things. And when you do it that way, then you accomplish kingdom results. The first was that we brought out the first couple of weeks is we were created to believe in Jesus. In other words, this whole thing is about being born again and believing in Jesus and believers that believe him and what he says as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the second we are discussing now is we were created to belong to family. See, God's plan from the beginning uh, was to relate to mankind. He created us in his image to be with him. The Bible tells us in the cool of the morning every morning that Jesus would come and fellowship with Adam and Eve. Adam sinned, and from that prophecy in Genesis 3, we, we see that, that God created us to belong to God. Adam and Eve were created to belong to God and to each other. So we were created to belong, so each one of us is a passionate desire to be connected. Most of the things good and most of the things bad in our life come because of our passionate desire to be connected with someone else. We will do things that cause problems in our future because we want to feel loved. We want to feel accepted. And we need to understand what happened with the original sin. We need to understand God's heart and why he created us. So this is the goal of this series. And I, I pray that this absolutely transforms your thinking. Because you know what? It transformed me many, many, many years ago when I understood this. When you were created, it was in God's image. Everything he created was with a purpose. You have purpose in your life. I don't care if you have totally destroyed everything you thought was real in your life from your actions, you still have purpose because your purpose is not based on what you do. Your, pay, your purpose is based on what God created you to be. You were created out of him. You have come out of God. Everything you are is from his being. And when you know Jesus, you know you. So hear this next statement with all your heart. Know this next statement with all your heart. The difficulty many have in knowing you belong to God and each other is the ramification of sin, the ramification of the original sin. The original sin is the rejection of God, of Christ, is the rejection of of who God is, what God created you to be. So the intent of its sin, spiritual power, was to separate you from belonging to God and each other. I want to repeat this. You must understand your feeling of inadequacy, your feeling of rejection, your feeling of that you just you need friends, you don't have friends, and no one loves you, no one cares about you, comes from an attack of the enemy that says when you reject God, 
then you are split from that relationship with God. And because of that, you don't feel like you belong. So let's go on with the story. So the intent of that spiritual power is to keep you from belonging to God and each other. Genesis 3, verse 7 and 10, we read this last week. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the tree, trees of the garden. We come to church with worship and everything, wanting the presence of God. And they ran from the presence of God. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you, knowing where he was? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, I heard your voice, and I hid myself. Fear, the moment the original sin came in, fear rises up and says this, you know you don't belong. You don't belong God has rejected you. The very one uncreated being that created you has now rejected you. There's nothing in your life that you can depend upon now because now you are rejected. And today we find the world living with that, spending trillions of dollars through the years on trying to get right in their feeling about themselves. So the first result of the original sin was to separate, bringing fear that says you are alone and you don't belong. So hear this biblical truth now. When you were born into the world because of the original sin, you were born rejected. When we are born in the world as a human being, we are born through our mother's womb and we all celebrate our children, you are born in sin. You are born with sin. And because of that, the automatic thing that happens is this attack of saying, you don't belong. What do we teach our children from the very beginning? To be nice, not to fear. All these different things. Our children are born and everybody comes and hugs and kisses and kisses and hugs. And all these things take place. Why is that? Because they're born, they're new. There are sons and daughters, grandsons and granddaughters, and we love them. But in that process, we need to understand they were born in sin, rejected, and because of that, the battle when their children are rising up is to let them know who they are and who created them so that they will no longer have the difficulty of this rejection and feeling like they don't belong. But what do we find in life today? Young people who have everything ahead of them, everything in front of them, beautiful, handsome, and they battle their own personality. They battle whether they, they belong 
And who do they belong to? The rejection that happens in relationships. So again, when you were born into the world because of the original sin, you were born rejected. Look what Isaiah says, 59. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Romans 3.23, we finished last week with this. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us miss the bullseye. The thing that is needed to bring that relationship, to bring that acceptance, to bring it where we hit the bullseye, we couldn't do it. You look at a target and you have the bullseye and then the four circles and some have more, but what you have is the four lines there making the circles. And we may hit those lines in life, but the bullseye comes and I'm gonna show you how you hit the bullseye. Romans uh, 3.23 says we fall short. Watch this. Not only all of us were rejected by God because we were born in sin, the worst news is in order to belong again, being accepted by God, you have to be perfect. And I'm going to explain to you what that means so that you finally, if you don't now, understand you belong, you're important for who you are, not what you're doing. Remember the rich man came to Jesus and says, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus answers, sell everything and give, the, give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And the Bible tells us that he went away sad. You know what? I, I'm just going to be straight with you. If someone came up to me and said, for you to be born again, you know, uh, you must sell everything you have, I think I would be sad too. Wouldn't you? Because when we look at it, what Jesus was saying is, I will prosper you. If you walk in my ways, I will prosper you with houses and land. I will bless you because you're a giver, all the different things. Jesus meant, you know, nothing comes between you and me. That's what he was telling the guy. He says, you think you're something because you've, you've done everything right. You think you're righteous in yourself. He said, let me tell you, what you need to do is to get everything out of between you and me. Your salvation, who you are, and your success and your perfectness has nothing to do with what you've accomplished and what you have. It has everything to do with there are times that you put things between me and you. There are times things are more important than me and you. And so what, what the Lord, what Jesus is teaching here in this message is, is to the rich man was, listen, I want to tell you, your perfectness has nothing to do with you and what you've accomplished and what you have. So follow along now. Let's go on. Then Jesus turns to his disciples and then he says this, verse 23, Mark 10. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and said to them, children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? Notice that, who trust in riches. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Okay, two stories in there. Either he's talking about it's, you know, that a camel can't go through an eye of a needle. 
There's another story, many people refute this, some believe this with all their heart, is that in, in many of the places of the cities that had big walls and big gates at night, they'd close the big gates, and there would be a small door that if you came in after hours, when it was dark, the big gate was closed for protection, that they would have to, literally, if they brought in merchandise, they would have to take the camel and go up to the small little door, take all the merchandise off the camel, take the camel, put the camel through the door, take all the merchandise, walk it through the door, and put it back on the camel to go to their home, to go to their place of work. And to some, that's called the eye of the needle. Okay? So, um, you know, there, there's some refuted, some not. I'm just letting you know in, in the studies of this that um, very interesting that Jesus would use the eye of the needle and a camel. So, in other words, Jesus says it's impossible for you to do it yourself. So why it's difficult for a rich man to be saved, salvation is impossible through or by works. It only can come from a perfect God as a gift. Now follow me. Leviticus 22.21 says, And whoever offers a sacrifice of a peace offering to the Lord to fulfill his vow or a free will offering from the cattle or the sheep, it must be perfect to be accepted. There shall be no defect in it. Jesus is the perfect offering and is the only way I can, you can get in and belong. So here's what I am telling you. The perfect one came and he was the perfect offering for us to be saved. You are perfect because of Jesus. But, but Pastor Terry said that none of us are perfect. Well, let me explain to you what she meant. You see, he had to be per the perfect lamb to be accepted by God, Jesus. When he was born in this world, he was born of God and Mary. He was not born in sin. He had no sin. The Bible says he knew no sin. In other words, he didn't sin at all. So when I believed in Christ, he made me perfect. When I accepted, confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, believed in my heart, confessed with my mouth, Jesus made me perfect. My perfectness is not in my performance. Hello? My perfectness is not in my performance. You being perfect is not in your performance because if it is, then we're not perfect. My perfectness is not even in my progress. How many of you can raise your hands and say, since I got born again, I got better at not sinning? How many of you? Yeah, okay. And some of you didn't raise your hand. You got worse? No. <laughs> some of you got worse. But my perfectness is not even in my progress. I am, listen closely, I am perfect in my position with God. I am a child of God. Who am I? I am a son of the Most High. And in my position, I am perfect. I, because I am perfect, I am accepted by God. And it removes the original sin intent of rejection. And today, you are a person 
who can walk and know that you belong. You belong to God. You belong to one another. And that's why my heart, here I go. That's why my heart breaks regarding the church in Chino. Because this was part of the family. One that was called and anointed to teach the word of God. I don't know the inwards and outwards of those things. I don't know what happened with the Catholic priest. Everyone can have their opinion. 300 of them. Through decades, and, and, and the reality, the covering up all the different things, you can read it in what I gave you. But I want you to recognize as many instances why people do the things that they do is because they don't understand who they are in Christ. They don't understand by confessing Jesus Christ as Lord, you are perfect. You don't have to prove your perfectness. We'll talk about sanctification in a moment. But you must recognize in your life, you belong. You belong. If God called you here, you belong to this family. You fight for this family. You believe for this family. You support this family. You love one another. You love your pastor. You relate to him. And you walk in anointing. And you do kingdom work but you do things because you have become, because you know who you are. Are you catching that this mentality, this spiritual truth, the anointing of the soul, are you catching that this is something that is so dear to my heart? And it breaks my heart when I see part of this body of Christ at times because they don't know who they are. And they're not hearing the word of God. And they flail away at life and they struggle and they're angry and they're hurt and they're devastated. We all face this. But when you go back to the thing, God, I know who you are and what you created me to be and I'm going through what I'm going through. But in Jesus' name, I come against that spiritual wickedness that is trying to tell me that I don't belong. Trying to tell me that I'm not good enough. It's not based on your goodness. It's based on only one. Jesus said, there's, why you call me good when there's only one? You see, throughout the Bible, this is intertwined throughout the Bible. I am perfect in position with God. So the result of this position in Christ is I can have a relationship with God and a relationship with you. In my salvation, Christ took away all my sin because if he didn't, that would disqualify me and I would be rejected. You are rejected no more. Scripture states this truth of being perfect in position. Hebrews 10, 14, look what it says. For by one offering, what is that offering? Jesus Christ. He has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Notice the word sanctified. In position, I have been perfected. Those who are being sanctified means on this earth and life, I still have work to do in growing in this perfectness. 
How many of you made mistakes this past year? <laughs> I just used the word mistakes. I really should have said, how many of you have sinned awfully this year? <laughs> yeah. But for my position, I am perfect. In Hebrews 12, it has a lot of symbolic things regarding the church, and I want to read this to you. Verse 22 and 23, just listen to some of the uh, symbolic things. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable uh, company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. I taught on this a lot last series. Get it, listen to it, and you'll understand it in a greater way. But let me just say something here. This is amazing. I know the mistakes that I have made in my past. I know that in my future, I will make less mistakes, <laughs> but I will make them. I know I still blow it at times. But this scripture says, the spirits of just or justified men made perfect. The perfect offering, Jesus Christ, made me perfect in my position with the perfect Father. Now, the only way is by grace, a gift given to me that I believe and receive. Again, how many of you have through the years with me have sat there and said, I haven't gone out to dinner with pastor. How can he say I'm proud of you? You know why I can say that? Because you've been made perfect in Christ. And what I see is what he made you, not what you made yourself through the years of failing and frustrated things. Do you see that? I, I look at you and I just, I'm so amazed. I just, the heart of, of you your countenance, the things that you do, I just, it's crazy to me. You know, how come, how come the total world hasn't been changed because of so many people that have what you have? You're perfect in the grace of God. You know, Jesus said something at the Sermon on the Mount, and a whole bunch of preachers messed this one up. He said, Matthew 5, 40, therefore you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is, is perfect. Let me ask you a question. Are you perfect? Are you to be perfect in behavior? Well, I, I hope so, but the answer is no. It's not what he's talking about. Jesus is saying the key is shall be. Notice what he's saying, shall be. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. He is saying this, Sermon on the Mount, when I take care of it, Jesus talking. When I become the perfect offering, Jesus talking. When I am the perfect sacrifice, that's Jesus. When I pay for all your sins, that's Jesus. You shall be. Jesus was talking at that point on Sermon on the Mount what he prophesied in Genesis chapter 3. And he was saying to you and to me, he's saying, you shall be so what are you created to be? In him, perfect. I'm going to make you perfect 
so you have a relationship with God and belong. Why? He says, I will come back and I will make it just like before. You will walk with me. You will talk with me. So let's go a little further with this. He says, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. You know what he just said? You're going to be as perfect as Father God. Oh, no, Pastor, no. You're a heretic now. You know, no, no, no. <laughs> You're going to be as perfect as Father God. We couldn't do that without grace. You don't do it with performance. You do it because of what you become. How do you become it? You can believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Then you start working on the not sinning. I said this the first service. I'll say it this service. You know, you've been with me long enough, you know my famous saying. If you were a nerd before you were born again, right after you're born again, you know what you are? You're a born again nerd. Amen. Your spirit has basically been transformed, recreated, brand new, without sin, but you still have the challenges of living in this flesh. And until we really understand who we are created to be, until we really understand what God has said we are and become that, how do you become that? Oh, you just run around and just be good. No, no, no. How do you become that? You believe it. You believe it. You are special in the eyes of God. doesn't matter what you've done in the past. You're special in the eyes of God, and you're perfect. You're loved. You're accepted. You're no longer rejected. Well, you couldn't do that without grace. So what we've learned, the bad news is we were born rejected. The good news is this. We were born again accepted. You and I have been accepted by Jesus' performance, not your performance. Ephesians 1.6 says this, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. So in closing today, let me make this statement that I made last week. You are recreated to be accepted and to belong. There is not one accusation from the enemy that can be true that says you're rejected, that you don't belong. Church family, when you grab hold, when you grab hold of that, what you're created to be, you are created to belong. You do belong to God. He's speaking to you. Amen. He's listening to you. You're created to be with one another. These are your brothers and sisters. Love them with all your heart. Accept them. And let me just say this to you, as, as I brought out at the beginning, that what you're going to read in that pamphlet, if you haven't already read it, might bring some correction in your life. Because maybe at work you've, did you hear what happened to the Catholic Church? Did you hear what happened to 300 priests? There might be 1,000. Out of how many? 
but there are many who are doing the will of the Lord and doing it righteously. It's not our place to make them guilty or or innocent. It's our place to understand those that love Jesus Christ with all their heart, they're our family, they belong. It's evil what took place, absolute evil. And then we get concerned about that and we're not concerned about 165 churches that have been burned down in China. Then we don't get concerned about in other nations like Indonesia and many different places where pastors and leaders and elders have been beheaded because of their faith. I always look at myself and as a leader and, and you look at all the inadequacies of just things that you can do, things that you have and budget and all the different things and you want to critique, you want to do that and I finally get to a place of saying, you know what? It's not all about that. We want to do everything with, with, with great gusto. We want to do everything with excellence. But, you know, the, the reality is this. Not everything is perfect except the body of Christ. And we need to love the body of Christ. Let's all stand.